Well, it's really good to be with you this morning. I am uh, very grateful to be the pastor of Jerusalem Church, and I thought that it would be appropriate because of the sensitivity of, uh, of this morning and the topic on homosexuality that I make a, a couple statements beforehand. Uh, guests, if you're a guest and not a regular attender, um, we're glad that you're here. We're really glad that you're here. This is uh, a wonderful Sunday for you to be with us, although it is a highly controversial Sunday. And uh, sometimes God's Word approaches topics that are controversial. Uh, homosexuality is a topic that a lot of churches won't even touch. They just won't go there. Uh, they have beliefs about it, certainly, as all do, uh, but a lot are not uh, preaching it from the pulpit. They're not addressing that. Many are. Um, it is, right now, an uncomfortable topic in America, definitely in the state of Pennsylvania, since we had fresh rulings on same-sex marriage, and uh, it's really a divisive is- issue in the church, um, depending on... Uh, you know, where you turn, there's, there's all kinds of opinions. Here at Jerusalem Church, I want to say at the onset that we have several core values, and three of the, those core values are as follows. Biblical truth, humble transparency, and nurturing family. Those are three things that are extremely important to Jerusalem Church. So because those things are important, We are willing to take some risks at Jerusalem Church. We are willing to take some risks to offend in order to stand strong on God's word and to be humble in our transparency about that and and where we stand and also to um, promote healthy and nurturing family here at Jerusalem Church. Um, So we firmly believe that God's word is of utmost importance in every discussion, not just the discussion on homosexuality, but all of them. And we believe that God has a clear perspective on homosexuality. It is clear, but it is also joyful. It's the best. God's perspective is the best. And so we're going to be determined through this series to find accurately what God's perspective is. Now, in the past... and and I'm not really the prophet to declare this, but I think you'll find this true, that in the past, the church in America has been unloving and unhelpful to homosexuals. That's a bit of a confession, that I think we all need to own at least some of it, that we have not been as loving and helpful as we could be. We've made some mistakes. Uh, Quite frankly, we've often missed how to connect with homosexuals in loving friendship. It's like we've ostracized them somehow. And somehow we've communicated through our demeanor that homosexuals are unwelcome in the church. And at least for Jerusalem church, that's simply not true. They are welcome in our church. Now, in the church, we've made homosexuals the center of jokes shame them, we've called them names, and ultimately created an atmosphere where they feel uh, no welcome to struggle openly with whether homosexuality is God's best for them. If there's a place to wrestle with issues and biblical truth, where is that place but in the church of Jesus Christ? 
And um, so they just don't trust a lot of Christians. We haven't earned it. I want to give you a little bit of my story and background. Uh, In my life, I have failed in so many ways to love homosexuals. I have failed to know how to build relationships with them. I've failed to meet a lot of them. I haven't met many. I've met a few. And uh, I have a lot to repent about, about just views and things in, in my own life of where I haven't shown God's love. And there are some things that if I went back, I would do differently. Uh, I need God's grace just like um, all sinners do. Uh, I was the associate pastor of North Park Church in Pittsburgh, a place that Christina and I still very much love. And uh, I was the director of student ministry, and so I I handled students there and and was around students a lot and taught students and interacted with students. And by God's providence and design, uh, several years into my ministry, God brought a homosexual student to our youth group. And uh, so I got to interact with him and build a relationship with him. And um, through the process of friendship with this young man, came to see a lot of error in myself and came to um, appreciate the friendship uh, that I could have with a homosexual and still be able to talk openly about biblical truth and, and what God says. And so we had a friendship. We legitimately talked and hung out. In fact, I discipled this young man. We would meet before he went to school at Wendy's, and we would just talk, not only about homosexuality, though he knew where I stood, but we'd talk about other things as well. We'd talk about Jesus and truth and what that meant for him and what that meant for me. We had open conversations in the context of friendship, and I just want to dispel a lie of our culture and, and I think we need to uh, attack this lie with a vengeance. Here's the lie. That it is disrespectful and hateful to disagree with someone on certain issues. That if you disagree on something, that you're automatically either bigoted or hateful or, or somehow like condescending. That simply is not true. We could name all kinds of issues, including homosexuality, where people of different viewpoints can lovingly interact with one another. I believe something different. I believe that two people can adamantly oppose, be opposed to one another and still love each other and have open and honest dialogue in respectful and loving tones. I actually believe that. I believe that Republicans and Democrats can sit down at lunch, love each other, and talk about Ah, let's throw in a libertarian and, and, and just talk about politics and love each other, but yet get really fiery and, and stand for what they believe. But at the end of the day, hug each other, you know, go have another sandwich, whatever. Now, I actually think that you can love someone and despise their views. I think that's possible. It happens all the time in America. Just bring up movies. Oh, I hated that movie. Right there is, is an example So here's my pastoral word for you. Give your life to defending the truth of God's word. Give your life to that task. It all rises and falls with God's authoritative word. Give your life to defending it, but give it in the most loving way that the Holy Spirit leads you. Say what needs to be said, but say it with respect and love and warmth. 
Never compromise the truth. Stand on the truth. But always aim for directness in love for the glory of Jesus. I'll end with this. So often, the message is lost because of the way it was communicated.